ain't a podcast that's flyer You are now tuned in to Direct Misfire Benson, you and Selick, tell everyone to tune in Let's roll the dice, let me show you what we doing A fantasy war game, play it smart and you win What you know about the crystal pen and the retribution Hero, hero, giants and knights galore It's an adventure, this is Kings of War Let's go Hello champs and welcome once again to another Direct Misfire Missive. I'm your host Benson and joining me today as always is Selick. Hey hey! As well as Hugh. Yo! As we have a bit of a catch up and discuss the upcoming Australian Clash of Kings 22 tournament. So pull up a seat, grab a drink and let's get into it. Alright gentlemen, it has been many months since the last recording. Things have happened. Yes indeed. What's been going on? Well I haven't got my Clash of Kings book. Still. <laughs> that was due, I think, early November. Uh, so that's that's a bit of frustration. There's been some supply chain issues and that kind of thing. But on the bright side, uh, eventually we opened up from COVID a little bit here in Melbourne, mm. which has meant that we've I've managed to get some games in because listeners will know that I don't really play online for Kings of War. I play other games online that have a good online mod and that kind of thing, but for Kings of War I don't, so... I've been really enjoying being able to get a few games in in person just over the last sort of month or two prior to Christmas. And then obviously Christmas is, is Christmas, so I couldn't really record during that time. But I'm sure you guys have been really busy as well, right? Mm. Yep, definitely. Yeah, I uh, started a new job in at the start of October. So I went from part-time to full-time and that was eating up a lot of my personal free time. Uh, so I haven't, I haven't had a game of Kings of War, I think, in almost a year now. Wow. Wowza. Hectic. In person, anyway. In person, yeah. yeah. So, this uh, tournament is going to need a lot of uh, WD 40 to get to rust yeah. that grease. <laughs> You're going to be hella rusty, but that's okay. You probably need yeah. one or two practice games beforehand if you can. I know it's a little tricky to get it in, but at least uh, get your heads back around the rules. I, I found that to be the case. I played, uh, I've played a couple of games against Andrew, and then we played in a little local tournament about. Probably five weeks ago now, roughly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Yeah. The the first game I played against Andrew after it had been probably a similar amount of time for me, about 12 months, probably like we played the last game, you and I or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was pretty dodgy. I was forgetting all these little things about the rules <laughs> and stuff. And I realized, hmm, like but you pick it up quickly again yep. because, you know, it's such a simple game and you can, you can get your head around it again after another one or two games under your belt. So, depending on uh, when we arrive in Canberra on the Friday before the tournament, <laughs> maybe get a practice game in, or maybe we'll just uh, do a theoretical game in our heads, just uh, talk <laughs> it out. Viv would love that. <laughs> yeah. Could do that. Mm. I mean, we'll see how we go. I mean, Viv, yeah, Viv would probably enjoy that, right? Everything rolls average. That's like his ideal <laughs> game almost. Yeah. But um, it'd be fun to play like a four-player bash or something like that, but don't know how we'll go for time and how drunk we'll be by the time yeah. we get back to the, <laughs> yep. to the place. So we will eventually do a winners and losers or something to that effect of the most recent Clash of Kings release once you fellas have your books. Yeah, so mine's on its way, thank goodness. Um, So it only started to get posted from New Zealand, I think, uh, two days ago. So yeah, at least mine's on its way. Six weeks you should have it. Six weeks or so. Uh, I'm not sure about Hughes. Uh, That's sort of been lost. Mm. I finally got an email back from them saying that um, there'd been been issues and they'd didn't have any stock and it had been delayed release or whatever after i've emailed them several times and just got no reply i said terrible customer service there 
would not recommend uh, that particular company, although I won't shout them out uh, on the podcast. But um, <laughs> yeah, New Zealand companies, well, actually. So yeah, they've been good in the past, but really let me down with this one. But of course, we've we've managed to like get across the rules, at least in so far as how they affect our armies and stuff for the tournament, and you know, included some of the magic items mm. and things like that. So. It's not like we've got no idea what's going on with the book. It's just nicer to have it in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly yeah. Right. And I think this year, hopefully, we can record a bit more than what we have these last few months. Uh, I think my schedule is starting to settle down a bit so I can get more of a routine and we can start pumping out some more episodes. I'd like to do the Kings of Fight Club Legendary Edition this year, taking uh, the living legends or unique characters and awesome. seeing who's the best of the best. Who who it'll be? Who will roll best on the day, or come up with cunning tactics? Unlike that elf character that just wandered into a swamp and got shot. <laughs> hmm. I'm not looking forward to doing those uh, commentaries though. Oh. <laughs> no, it'll be fun. We'll get back into it. Oh, that'd be great. A couple of drinks, having a laugh. <laughs> all right. So that's pretty much all we've been doing, uh, because thanks lockdowns and restrictions. And mm-hmm. but how are we going with this tournament? We're seeing we go okay. It's not going to get shut down at all. Yeah. No. So far, the borders are all open. Um, so obviously the pack's been all done. I double checked both of the borders because we actually have to cross through New South Wales to get into ACT. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of those don't require tests at the moment. They don't require anything else other than just uh, cruising on through across the state lines. So uh, yeah, that's green mm-hmm. lights for us. Yeah, which is good. Um, I. Was a little touch and go there for a bit for me because I actually have COVID right now as we speak, although I am about probably 90% of the way through my recovery. So I'm still coughing and sneezing a bit, which hopefully listeners won't hear too much. I've, I've actually already done it several times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm most of the way over it now, but it has been a miserable week or so with um, sort of the super flu, the spicy cough. And hopefully by... Um, by the time we go, and in fact, definitely by the time we go, I'll be fully recovered. Awesome. And I'll be the most immune out of any of us. Mm. But yeah, I, w- I was concerned that obviously <laughs> I wouldn't be able to go there for a bit. Mm. Well, I'm avoiding all humans at the moment. So yeah, it is. Same. Everyone it is, stay away it, from me. It is a good call. Despite the fact we're no longer in lockdown and Australia's opened up, uh, it is also just everywhere at the moment. If you haven't had mm. it yet, I'm going to be one of the lucky few in the near future. I don't feel very lucky right now, <laughs> but <laughs> but once it's dealt with, uh, it's going to be a good feeling to have had it, you know, and had it in in my past. Because you guys have got it in your future. Let me tell you, there is just every <laughs> every sucker's got it right now. Mm-hmm. No, it all looks like uh, we're on the green light for now. Like uh, fingers crossed, and we've written lists, which we're keen to talk about. And probably mm-hmm. in the tournament itself, uh, the plan I think Benson is to do a bit of recording there as well, and mm. get a bit of live coverage, a bit like we did. Some listeners, um, avid avid listeners who have been listening for a while and who are still still subscribed after the last uh, three or four months' absence, mm. will remember that we did a live Clash of Kings thing about. Two years ago. Mm. With yep. uh, Viv and Andrew as guests. That's right. I couldn't attend that one. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a similar set of people chatting away there, uh, except with Selleck as well. Should we go? <laughs> hey. Yep. But uh, like, I, mean, I just want to take it through the journey of how we get to uh, Clash of Kings 22, actually. Okay. Because for Australians, and or for the non-Australians, I should say, it's quite a journey. So it's about nine hours drive in the car from Melbourne, where we live mm. at the moment, up to Canberra. Um, so a bit of a mission. Um, and then from there, we're staying in an Airbnb, which is a nice big house um, this year. 
And uh, yeah, I think we've got a pub dinner uh, the first time we get there. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to not just the tournament and the rolling dice, but uh, also that sort of interaction and hobby time around some, uh, some actual humans for a change after the last couple of years. Some light-minded nerds. Yes. Absolutely. Mm. I've, I've missed tournaments to, of that ilk. Like back in the Warhammer Fantasy days, we mainly did two-day tournaments. We very frequently had like a big Saturday night or sometimes Friday and often you'd all go to the pub across the road from the venue for dinner or something like that. And I have missed that. There's mm. There's been less and less of that. And obviously with COVID, it's been non-existent for a couple of years. But even the uh, the various games that I play in Kings of War is just one of them. But mostly they do one-day tournaments that you sort of turn up for about six hours or so and then you, you bugger off. And it's hard to even make friends in a way because you get chatting friendly with people, but you spend the whole time like, saying I move this here and I roll that dice and whatever and usually there's a really short time for lunch and it's good to consolidate that by going out to dinner with those people and sort of getting to know them a bit better and stuff and I do miss that yeah 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 so this year we're actually at a separate venue as well so I think we're with Marvel I think this year yeah at a slightly separate um, space so that's that's good for the the COVID sort of concerns but uh, also good because the venue's got its own catering on site. It's licensed, uh, so we can have a couple of uh, frothies along the way, uh, which is always good for me to mm-hmm. drown my sorrows. Yep, we're good to uh, calm the nerves <laughs> from me. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. It's going to be uh, nice. It's close to our accommodation as well. So, um, yeah, green ticks. Yeah, we got change. it made. The Marvel Crisis Protocol crew are fantastic as well. So I'm sure uh, we'll be mixing with those guys a little bit as well in that in our one little special venue. It'll be good times. Hmm. So what is this tournament? It's, is it six games or five? I think it's three and three. Six over the two days. Yeah, that's right. Okay. At 2,000 points, yeah? Mm-hmm. How about um, you take us through your fantastic list that you've got brewing? Ooh, yes. My zombie apocalypse army has been slowly getting built um, over the last like year and a half. Very nicely painted. It's it's getting there. Um, so everything is now painted, mm-hmm. and I think I've just got one little twenty millimeter base to to base up, and then I am done. But unfortunately, that means that all of my painted things is exactly what I'm going to have to take. Mm. Um, so I'll just run through my undead list here. Um, kicking off with a regiment of zombies, uh, all vanilla at this stage. A zombie legion in there, just because uh, I've got one. Come with a horde of revenants with the brew of strength. A Death Pack, a Soul Reaver Cav Regiment with Fury. Zombie Trolls, just a horde of those. Uh, Barry White's there, a horde of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Gore Blight, Vampire on a Peg with the Staying Stone, just to help get that nerve up a little bit higher. Make him stay, yep. Yep. Necromancer with Banchant 2 and the Curse Pharaoh, uh, the Flying Curse Pharaoh. I love him. Mm. And lastly, it's just the Standard Bearer with the Loot. Pretty classic combination there. Yeah. That's uh, 12 drops. Uh, 22 unit strength for my 2,000 points. Awesome. Mm. Going to look like one of the nicest armies there, I think. Bit of this yeah. and that. Yeah, real, real like hobbyist kind of army, which is really cool. They look uh, they look beautiful. I don't know if you posted up any photos for the listeners to see, will you, or anything like that? Yeah, on if you jump onto our Twitter, um, I'll put up a few, not, not our professional photos just yet, but just on my 1960s camera phone here. But um, yeah, it is a... <laughs> A polarizing frame from the 1960s. That's oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was, I was ahead of the times, but yeah, it's going to be a polarizing <laughs> army, I think. So it's a, in a bit of a zombie apocalypse overlying theme. So um, if you don't like blood and no, guts, people get over it. it. Looks pretty. Yeah, no, it's cool. It. All the all mm. the 
multi bases look like little mini dioramas and stuff, which is really cool. It's telling a yeah. story. Awesome. I I really enjoyed making it, to be honest. So um, that's probably the the biggest thing for me. Good stuff. Hmm. Yeah, no, it looks beautiful, man. I think it's going to be fun to see on the table. What have you been working on, Hugh? Well, you've been working on some figures for me, for my <laughs> Rapkin. Um, <laughs> I've been focused on other games that don't take a billion hours to paint up a army. <laughs> but um, yeah, you, you've painted a few uh, few extra units for me, which I really appreciate. So we've got uh, Rapkin, as always, kicking goals. Mm-hmm. At the little mini tournament that Andrew and I went to, I took a 22-drop 2000 point army hefty that had like a million regiments and quite a lot of shooting units a lot of the war machines and long range units um the only things that could really kill anything were the abominations and that's because i've got one of the new mantic abominations and it looks awesome and i wanted to get it on the table Mm. um and also want to try something a bit different that went okay i went two and one in that tournament but the problem i was finding was that i just did not have enough time to play my games Mm. we play on chess clocks and I was finding that with so many drops and so much like ineffectual shooting and ineffectual combat, like, you know, chaff units that you roll dice and nothing really happens or you do one wound mm. or whatever. And there a lot of shooting units where you'd like plink away and put a wound here and a wound there. I had two problems. One was that it just took too long to play. And I was trying to, I was running myself ragged trying to get them, the games finished I ran out of time in all three games, mm. um, although only right at the very end. And if I hadn't like been flat strap, then I wouldn't have made it kind of thing. And that, that was um, too, more stress than I needed in the tournament yeah. kind of setting, I think. Mm. So I needed to make that, that change. But also like against what I see as the meta here in Australia or a little bit at the moment, um, from what I've been able to gather in recent months anyway, there's a lot of undead. There's a few Empire of Dust guys out there still kicking goals and there's a lot of night stalkers mm. and frankly that list is just terrible against those lists that's like it's achilles heel because the shooting is very ineffective against the high defense and regenerating kind of armies that are the undead mm. it's really really ineffective against the very quick stealthy night stalkers and if that's going to be the meta on the top tables if i want to be even remotely competitive I just can't take that kind of list. So I think mm. it forces Ratkin into a bit of a different space. Yep. So this is what I've come up with for CanCon, a.k.a. COC 2022. <laughs> so um, I've got two hordes of shock troops to start it out. Uh, nice and simple, but yep. pretty elite. And then I've also got a regiment of warriors and a single Vermintide. So pretty pretty low on the infantry. That's all the infantry. But it's uh, got a couple little chaffy units in there. And I've also whacked, um, one of the shock troops has the plague pots, which I'm finding increasingly has diminishing returns these days. Mm. And then the other one has the scrying gem, which I'll get to later, but it's got some spicy deployment shenanigans going on. (laughs) So after that, we want to try as much of the new stuff as we can, really. So we do have a formation in there, the new formation, which is called Smoke, Mirrors and Death. So that one comes with two shredders. The newly buffed Ratkin uh, War Machines, yep. which are still pretty rubbish against all those aforementioned armies, but they're pretty good against anything that's a bit more lightly armoured, because mm. uh, they do shoot quite a few shots, and every now and again they hit. Uh, and then you've also got the Death Engine Spewer with that one, which is a chariot monster. And as part of the formation, what it gets is it gets uh, Iron Resolve to Tech Units, which basically just means itself. It has Inspiring and Steady Aim. So it's one of my three inspiring sources. I only have two otherwise, uh, which really 
adds quite a bit to the army, I think. And giving it steady aim mm. makes it a much more viable unit. I actually think it's yes. quite poor without steady aim. Like, it just can't consistently... Because you're always moving. You're always having to move, yeah, or rotate mm. to get its shots in because it's only 18-inch range. But with steady aim, it's um it's able to move up six, rotate a bit, and then still cop out some mm-hmm. nice shots. So, um mm. yeah, I, I, I like that unit a lot more in the formation. But mostly what's interesting about the formation is that it, it lets you redeploy those three units. So after you've deployed everything else, you can deploy those three units again, which sort of adds to my deployment shenanigans. Uh, and then for the hero section, I guess, we have Twitch Keen here. We're giving him a bit more of a well. He's growing on me quite a bit. <laughs> I think he's just a little bit more point efficient than mm-hmm. a warlock. And an army like this, which I'll get to, you really need as many points as you can get. So Twitch Keen is in there. Um, he can hex some things for no reason. Or he can more effectively just... Chance and Banes. Yeah, Bane Chant. What's subtly good about him compared with a regular Warlock is he's dash 12 nerve. Mm. In a few games against Andrew, I've been finding he gets charged by like Wraiths or some annoying unit like that. <laughs> and he like halts in the first round and then just buggers off because he's a cheeky individual, whereas a Warlock would die. Mm. And after that's happened a couple of times to me, I've started to rate him quite a lot higher. Swarm Cryer is just standing there. He doesn't even have a loot because I was so stingy. <laughs> I've got a Master Scurrier, so aka Assassin in there. He has the Gnome Glass Shield. I want to try that one out. Oh, yeah. And I think it, it's really good on him because it keeps him cheap, whereas otherwise, you know, I've tried a lot of things on the Assassins, as long-time listeners will know. But um, the Gnome Glass Shield, I think, is ideal for him. It takes him up to defense six and it gives him two roles he's one a war machine hunter mm. um, which is his main role i think anyway because the reality is you don't actually get to use duelist against wizards nearly as often as you might think you would mm. you you almost never do because your opponent has to be a bit of a pelican to let them get in there and get charged yep. but the gnome glass shield allows him to charge the front of a nasty unit and live or a horde of something like a i've i've stood him in front of a horde of zombies and gone, come at me, bro, you know, like you're, I, I'm standing in a forest or whatever, you're charging, your sixes to hit, sixes to wound or whatever. It's it's really it's really nasty. Mm. And every now and again, they might actually not break the known glass shield and then he's hanging out for another turn. So it gives him this really nice flexibility, which I like a lot. It also makes him virtually immune to shooting. Like if your opponent's shooting at him, then... Mm. Yeah. Happy days. Happy days. <laughs> then to round out the list, I have two mutant rat fiends. So I have my old... Beautiful Forge World giant rat beastie. Yep. But then I've added to him the new fabulous Mantic mutant rat fiend. Uh, and of course, the uh, the shredders are also Mantic. So yep. we've got a bit more Mantic in the army. We're trying out the new formation and as many new War Machines as characters as I could reasonably fit in, whilst simultaneously double barrel rat fiends. Mm. So yeah, yeah, it's a very elite army. The sort of two shock troops and the two rat fiends are like the absolute backbone of the army. This yes. And then it's got like a little bit of shooting in that formation, but that's the only shooting it's got, the two shredders and the spewer, which is enough to potentially... Still reasonable. You know, if they focus fire a unit, they can kill units and stuff. Yeah. It's still... Those those units in particular are still really ineffective against those those main, uh, you know, top table armies in, in the form of Undead and, mm. and uh, stuff like that. But at least Stalkers. there's mm. relatively few points dedicated to that particular side of things like against those armies the shock troops and the uh the big beasties the mutant rat fiends actually hold up reasonably well it's still like all ratkin armies would rather not play armies that are all defense five and have a bunch of heal Mm -hmm. Mm. it'd really rather play anything other than that they could be a good match up for the halflings actually because i know of a fair few halfling armies that are coming in and they're all 
relatively low defense um, sort of arm yeah. units. Yeah, so it could actually match up quite nicely against them, and particularly around your drop rate as well. Yeah, so. I think mm-hmm. I think Raccoon are an awesome army in general. Like A tier army, <laughs> they're just the the thing that holds them out of S tier. And as much as I'd like to pretend that they are S tier is really just those super high defense armies that their plink-style attacks just don't work against. Mm. Well, this army's a bit less plinky and a little bit more just, just punchy and resilient. Just going back to your um, deployment shenanigans, so what you've got is 16 drops. You then drop the two war machines plus the spewer because they get redeployed later on. Mm-hmm. Your opponent has to deploy more because of the scrying jam. Mm-hmm. So you're up there and then... Yeah, so if it put out you're those... You're like up four or five or six right at the start. Mm. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, between five and seven. So D3 plus one mm. units are deployed as because of Scrying Gem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the two Shredders and the Death Engine Spewer, I can just put them all out in like the corner of the board. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I just go one, two, doesn't three, and it doesn't matter. They're not in the way of anyone else. And then I'll deploy them last. So effectively, yeah, if even if I roll a one on the D3, then I'm still putting out... F- that your opponent's putting out five units before mm. I put any units out. So that's that's really trying to get the shock troops and the um, mutant rat fiends in the best possible fights that they can be and also allow my relatively limited shooting to line up against the targets that it's most effective against. Mm. And I think that deploying, it's a subtly powerful advantage that might mm. catch some opponents unaware. <laughs> it won't make a difference to those, you know, those guys that just have 16 copies of the exact same best horde in their list, <laughs> yeah, when, it, lists, when it doesn't matter where they yeah. just they just their deployment strategy is put them all in the middle and march them forward you know or they have like a set sort of pattern for deployment in their mind every time yeah. but people who try to mm. play reactively in the deployment phase are going to struggle against that that kind of option i reckon mm. hmm. it'll be uh, good to see if it pays off yeah be fun at least yep. so this tournament's uh 60 minutes per player as well plus your 15 okay. minutes of okay. meeting so um yep. yeah i think it was probably a good Roll move fast Hugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty short on time. I think I'll be fine for time with this army. It's got enough familiar elements and stuff that I don't think I'll struggle too much. Um, but I'm hoping to just eke out a little bit of time for banter with my opponent and like a few chats and a you know offer them a beer if if they roll double ones yeah. or something like that. You know, yeah, um, which you just don't have when you got 22 deployments. No, mm. half of which shoot badly. <laughs> it's just not possible. <laughs> Yeah, so over to you, Benson. What's your uh, awesome goblin shenanigans? Right, yes, I was thinking of taking the Abyssal Dorse, but I didn't have enough um, Berserkers because I want to take it like a Berserker list to make the Hellfane, which I did buy and uh, assemble. Awesome. Haven't painted them yet. Uh, but since that's not going to happen, fall back on the old Gobbos and like yourself, using as much of as the new stuff as I can. And I, I really don't like my list. I hope that it's fun to play, but I think it's the weakest out of the three. We'll see what happens. So well, this is what I've got. A horde of sharp sticks with fire oil. A horde of trolls with a chalice of wrath. I think I should have changed that item to like the independent hat so they can inspire themselves. But I've also upgraded them with the debt packs. So for people who don't know what it is, it's basically like if they die, they explode and hurt everyone. It's sort of like the old uh, boom wagon. Mm. Because it doesn't hurt just the enemies or anyone in base contact. It's everyone. Friendly info. Within yeah. six, yeah. So, nice bit of explosion fun there. Two more beast packs for the chaff. Two war trombones, because I feel like I need something that can turn and hit things. Otherwise, I'll just lose to flying. I've taken two wingets, but not the shooty ones. I've taken the um, ramming speed upgrades that increases their nerve, gives them uh, a 
reasonable melee attack, melee four instead of five, and mm-hmm. thunderous charge, and vicious on that one. So two of those. Uh, I've taken the king with the uh, groany snark, Ooh, which, yeah. which means he can't take any items or mount him, but he can fly. He gives him thunderous charge two on top of his crushing one, blast d three in his uh, in the fight, mm. and he also if I roll a one when I go to like I have to roll a dice whenever I make an order, and if I roll a one it. He farts and hurts everyone, sort of like the debt packs, <laughs> as he takes off. Awesome. So that's that'll be interesting. Taking the bard, flag it with the with the loot. A wizard who's mounted because he needs to get where he needs to be because he has the knowledgeable spellcaster tier one upgrade, and the library spell host of the shadow beast or whatever it's called to increase mm. the number of attacks on individuals. Oh wow, yeah. that's some shenanigans. Yeah, so there's a couple of things that I love about this list. So first up, the fire oil. Um, I know that's probably a simple five-pointer on that that horde at the start. Yeah, I always like that on a horde. But I think that's really going to pay dividends against the amount of night stalkers that I know are coming. There's mm. a lot of regen in those lists, particularly on the big monsters. So it's going to be a real big deterrent from those guys coming in. It's a shame they hit on fives. <laughs> yeah, but still, like it's going to help with the conversion mm. of, Yeah, when you do come in. And the groany snark, obviously, with the beast spell. If I roll well, he'll have maybe 10 attacks last D3. Yeah. Under just charge two, crush one. Yeah. <laughs> hitting on fours, though, yeah? He's hitting on fours, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So he's not great, but... I think in combination with the wingets, it might be able to break something. I feel like over six games, you're going to get one opportunity where he just goes completely bananas and like just nukes. And that'll be the the point where I think, yes, I I'm glad I took. That's it, it where he just like <laughs> nukes some sort of like ogre horde or something, just going in and getting getting all the shadow beast stuff happening. Mm. I mean, overall, it seems like. A lot of points in sort of some stuffing around shenanigan, but hey, I could be wrong. Like maybe he'll just keep getting it off consistently and maybe he'll wreck whole units on his own or mm. at the very least he can he can smash like war machines and things like that. You know, those mm. those units that no one takes because everyone's playing undead and night stalkers. But yeah, <laughs> the, the, he'd be good against uh, a lot of those units that those two armies don't bring. Mm. Indeed. So also I've put just hex on the wizard just in case with the undead. Mm. It's the surge. Maybe try and stop it. Uh, I've also taken Grup, Longnail, just if I can't reach that flying groany snark with the uh, Shadow Beast, then maybe Grup can take the spell. Yep. Because uh, yeah, she also blasts in combat. I've taken Grogger's Lug Lads, which is a unique unit, which is essentially uh, the Berserker, the, the Lug that's in a horde. Yeah, nice. Oh, wow. And I've taken the uh, formation Gorps Explodomatic Bang Sticks. So that's two regiments of cavalry and a mounted king. The king gives. Elite in an aura, and everyone, they all explode. Everyone, when they're in combat there, if I roll a six, then I do blast two for those attacks, and I take one point of damage as they explode. That's awesome. Mm. I'm actually keen to see how they go. Um, I did have the Gnome Glass shield on that character, putting him up to defense six. Oh, that's a bit of a deterrent. But then I remembered if he's in combat and he rolls a six, he hurts himself and the shield's gone. Oh, right, because he gets the boomstick thing. Because any point of damage, yeah, will um, break that shield. Fair play. Yeah, right. And uh, for the extra bite, each of those uh, regiments have a more pop. Yeah, they could hit really hard, potentially. Mm. I mean, obviously, it's a bit mm. dice-dependent. But how many dice, how many uh, attacks do they have? Uh, they've only got 14, but they can, if I roll six, it becomes two. Um, that formation also gives them extra thunderous charge, the thunderous charge too. And then I've got the aura, so it's elite and vicious. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Elite, vicious, thunderous two. Yeah, it's you're only really limited by your number of attacks. And there's two two regiments, isn't mm. it? Yep, two regiments. Yeah, it's pretty scary. If those two regiments mm. go into something, they should they should really kill it. Like and people don't think of goblin cavalry as like, you know, shock troops, but like that'll go no. through something as surely as two wraiths, I reckon. I mean, provided you yeah. don't massively fluff your attack rolls, but every six and on average you'd get just over two. Every six is two hits. Yeah, mm. that's fantastic. And also keeping in mind that King is an individual, so if I need to, then if he's in range, he can be shadow beasted as well. So getting that extra blast yeah. with the elite. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. But the, the key will be to roll the correct number of sixes. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know, if you go into some sort of weak unit that you're going to kill anyway, you don't want to roll like five sixes and do five damage to yourself. Yeah, I mean, I don't take the nerf, but yeah, it's just you sneeze and then you'll, he'll die. But that's 16 drops with only a unit strength of 20. Mm. I think it's going to be good, though. Like, they're so they're cheap enough to just chuck into a like a hammer unit of an oppositioner or just cripple that, even if they die like shortly after. Um, it'll do enough damage that it will start to, to take out some of those hammers. I think it's great little combo because the army's spine is two hordes of goblins and a horde of trolls and that's it everything else is mm. bleh more beast packs is chaff war trombone sent out the back a whole bunch of individuals yeah and some flanky cat. a lot of plinking offense <laughs> mm. yeah yeah oh well so at it's, least it's not good defense uh, not great <laughs> i don't know we'll see what happens i'll probably run out of time with all the at blasts. least the meta armies don't have a lot of shooting there's not a lot of shooting mm. in the meta at the moment because i think that army is probably a little on the on the weaker side of against shooting compared with most goblin armies anyway mm. but um mm. but but no it's got a lot of spicy tricks and it's it's very dicey there's going to be a couple of games where you roll over your opponent and probably a couple of games where you just Super don't get dice. the dice and, yeah. you know, blow yourself up and they just scream you or whatever. <laughs> but that's fine. I found my biggest problem with this type of army, because I've played a lot of blast armies before, is time. Mm. Because there's so many extra dice that you have to roll. Yeah, so much dice rolling, you're right. Uh, so that's what I have to keep in check, I think. But we'll see how we go. Especially when you're new. Yeah, we're going to need to get a game in before the weekend so that you don't, like that first mm. game, you don't like run out of time in turn four because you're still mm-hmm. trying to remember the you know the nuances of the rules and stuff. The rules, yeah. Or you make some massive mistake where you rotate your flank a quarter of an inch too far or whatever, which is always the case in <laughs> Kings of War, and then it's just like, mm-hmm. boom, my whole, my whole army's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but yeah, that's it. That's uh, three very different armies, isn't it? Yes, I should double check to make sure I've got everything. I've just painted up a mounted wizard that I got for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Uh, The lovely Mantic mounted wizard. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that's done, but I should make sure that I have everything else because I didn't check that when I submitted the list. Mm. Yeah, I didn't take, uh, just listening to both of your lists, you're obviously taking a lot of the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't taken any new stuff. I was just having a look through it then. I haven't taken well, the formation because it's two zombie legions and I've only got one. Yeah. The changes to the skellies, mm-hmm. you can upgrade those guys to have lower defense but crushing one, but I'm not taking skeletons, so... Mm. Mm. Boring. <laughs> yeah. Yawn. Yeah. Well, I would have taken some some more of the cool new magic items and stuff on the characters and things, but um, my army just did not allow for much in the way it, of that. Two thousand points yeah. is, yeah. is tight. Two thousand points with um with double a bomb doesn't leave you. I've, I've got three yeah. three monsters of, that are over two hundred points each, so it, it adds mm. up fast. And yeah, so my I had to go pretty cheap on my characters still managed to sneak a cheeky assassin in there though so who knows see what happens <laughs> i'm really looking forward to seeing how the gnome glass shield that that sounds that feels like the standout from 
when we read through the the magic items uh, a few months yep. ago. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So I did have the typical select list where I have a over. I think it's about ten percent uh, of my points in magic items. Um, yep. However, sort of did some rationalisation there because I had skeleton warriors and I wanted to get them up into revenants. So I had to go in and remove a lot of the items um, and just make mm. pretty much all of my hordes vanilla. But now I've got revenants that obviously hit harder and they got the crush at uh, the brew of strength as well. So I thought that was probably the... Probably well worth it. Yeah, from a numbers perspective and like for the, the role it's got, I think it's better. Mm. Fair play. Hmm. Uh, so before I have to head off, I need to make sure I've got my army. You've got all your stuff. I need to not forget to bring your two shredders, which I've got sitting on a shelf there. Oh, yes, that'd be nice. Make sure I bring them because <laughs> you're taking them. And I'm halfway through getting Viv's army ready to play. Yeah, mm. so Viv's army is going to be Basilean, isn't it? And he, you've, mm. been, um, you've been putting quite a lot of time into it. And it's all his this time. So he's not going to have to um, borrow anyone's miniatures, which I think will be good for him. Yeah. Play something that he that he owns. Yeah, we might see him play a fair bit more Kings of War now that he's got an army. I'm sure he'll um, really enjoy it. Mm. Uh, yeah. Anyone who's also attending Clash of Kings, don't have a look at the paint. They're just undercoated for the most part. The bases are nice, so just ease up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there eventually. All right. Uh, do we have anything else that we need to chat about for this moment? No, I don't think so. If you are interested in... Clash of Kings, obviously Benson's going to smash out this edit for us. Yep. But you could probably still get in, sign up if you're really desperate to to get out and roll some dice. Um, so yeah, it's I can't remember the exact website, but I'm sure that if you just Google Clash of Kings Australia 2022, mm-hmm. um, you could still log in, um, still sign up and, and still manage to roll some dice. So mm. Encourage everyone to do it. Um, we do have, I think Direct Misfire does have a video of Clash of Kings Australia 22. So Worst case scenario, just jump on our YouTube channel and have a look at that video that we whipped up. Yep, sounds good. All right, we'll leave it there. And thanks for sticking with us these uh, past few months. And I think we'll be chatting to you a lot sooner than we have previously. Probably in the next week. 2022 is going to be a good year for Kings of War. Yes. Hell yeah. Looking up. All right, thanks, guys. We'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Go back in. Thank you for tuning in with my team Make sure you follow on Facebook and Twitter Yes indeed, more than a game It's a lifestyle, yes sir Hope you realize that the math hammer doesn't work <laughs> We give the people what they desire Australian War Gaming Podcast Direct Misfire You don't want to miss a thing Yeah, we got plenty more If you're ready, let's go Stay tuned, that's for sure Hey. Cheers Go back in <laughs> Get that jam in. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like saying it. <laughs>